and welcome to the Joy Circuit Podcast. My name is Jeremy. The Last of Us Part 2 is the Game of the Year 2020 Hoagland. And today I'm joined by Alex Tanner. That's blasphemy, Jeremy. <laughs> what did you say? I said that's blasphemy. <laughs> I'm also joined by Joseph DeCoste. Hey. And I'm joined by future star of my 600-pound life, Stuart Kane. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, how's the di- how's the diet going, Stuart? Pretty, pretty, pretty good. I think pretty good. Four four days to a new you. Poor Stuart. Shake's almost gone. <laughs> Everything's brown. What? Everything you're eating? Everything I'm eating. Well, all the shakes I make. Are you putting chia seeds in them or some shit? Uh, no, it's the purple and green and peanut butter. What the fuck? Yeah, like uh, blueberries. So welcome, welcome to our uh, fitness and lifestyle uh, podcast. Yep. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, actually, what we're talking about today is the next generation of video game consoles. So I guess that would make it the ninth generation of consoles. So mainly today we're going to be talking about the PlayStation 5, and the Xbox Series X. So both of these uh, consoles have been revealed to us at this point. Uh, so we know what the box looks like. Um, we know what the controllers look like. Uh, we have an idea as to what's inside the box. Um, and even a couple games. So we're kind of just going to go through some of those things. Um, we're going to start with uh, breaking down the consoles and... Then we're going to get into the services that are going to be big for these uh, consoles going forward. And then we're going to also talk about the video games because that's the most important part. Um, yeah. So, guys, are you excited for the next generation of video game consoles? Yeah. Very excited. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. But... It's kind of weird for me because I probably won't buy it for like another two years. So to me, launch is coming in like two years. So yeah, so you're you're a late adopter typically. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably get one that looks nice. Like I've got the gold PS4, which looked nice. So I think that was a few years in. I'll probably do the same with PS5. So Very smart, smart strategy. I am cautiously optimistic. And the reason for that is... I feel like at the end of a console generation, the developers of that point have a mastery over the technology, so the products they're producing are normally pretty high quality. Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, exactly. Whereas at the beginning of the generations, there's normally a dry spell in the games that are out. Don't necessarily take full advantage of the technology. Mm. Um, and in that sense, it can almost feel a little bit last gen, which in this case isn't that bad because PlayStation 4... And Xbox One are, are great consoles. It's, it's been an amazing generation of games, but still, uh, to, to shovel out that kind of money for an experience you can have with the box you already own doesn't seem, I don't know, it just doesn't seem right to me, personally. So, I don't know. We'll see how it goes, I guess. We'll see the games that come out. And, Stuart, we know that you're just a hopeless consumer, so you're definitely going to buy this, right? Day one. I'm not even going to play it. I'm just going to buy it. I have to consume. <laughs> that's a you know that's that's the way the world turns Stuart. so you're keeping us going here and you're also in, live in north america this is my life yeah and uh you're also propelling us f- even further into the dark timeline i hope so by your constant consumption we need to end it at some time 
He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. It's true. It's true. I've had enough. If it wasn't for video games, I don't even know what the point would be. There is no point. <laughs> All right. So let's just get into some of these specs here. Now, forgive me. I'm probably going to sound like an idiot because I don't know what a lot of this stuff means because I'm just not that smart. Uh, so the PlayStation 5 CPU, it has an 8-core AMD Zen 2 variable frequency uh, processor. Okay. I don't know what any of that means. Sounds good, though. <laughs> <laughs> you you forgot the speed. Oh, three uh three point five gigahertz. <laughs> Up to. Yeah. What if you can I, overclock these? No, you're not gonna be able to touch these. That, yeah. Um and the Xbox Series X has a custom 3.8 gigahertz AMD 8 core Zen 2. And then I says here in brackets 3.6 gigahertz with SMT. Uh Shin Megami Tensi. I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> what that stands for. Um <laughs> and then the memory, they both have 16 uh, gigabyte SD RAM. Uh, cool storage. The PlayStation 5 comes with an 825 custom gigabyte solid straight drive, whereas the Xbox Series X comes with a one terabyte custom solid state drive. So a little bit more room there on the Xbox Series X. Uh, yeah, the 825 is kind of weird. It's just a weird number. I feel the, like it, it's probably that for a reason, though. I is. feel like it's it's that because it's going to fit in in the right place, and they have it for very specific reasons. I'm I'm not worried about the size. Yeah, I've I've heard I've heard that the PlayStation Five is very very easy to develop for. So I wonder if this it's you know there's some greater plan to all these strange numbers that I'm seeing on my screen. <laughs> Who knows? Um, the graphics card. The PS5 has a custom AMD RDNA 2 variable frequency up to 2.23 gigahertz. Don't know what that means. Custom uh, Xbox Series X has a custom 1.825 gigahertz AMD Radeon RDNA 2 architecture. Okay. Now, both of these consoles will have backwards compatibility. Uh, PS5, most PlayStation 4 titles are said to to work or they will work at some point and also psvr games whereas the xbox series x they have uh, got the head start on the whole backwards compatibility thing all xbox one games and most xbox 360 and original xbox games will run on this console day one so that's a very cool feature nice um, yeah um, um no keep going sorry Sorry. Uh, yeah. So, and they also, of course, they come with a controller. Sony's, uh, they're sort of going with something new, the DualSense. So they're foregoing the DualShock name. And instead of DualShock 5, we're getting the DualSense. And this is more of a, uh, a revolution of the PS4 controller, I would say. Whereas the Xbox controller just is very similar to the Xbox One controller. It's, to me, I can't even tell the difference, to be honest. So... Uh, as a with the Xbox, Xbox controllers, do we know if the console is going to actually come with a controller, or what's the deal there? Oh, I, I'm sure that it'll come with one controller. Okay, I've heard a lot of talk about like you can just use your Xbox One controller. Now I think that is the thing. Xbox One controllers will be compatible with Xbox Series X. So you're thinking you're not thinking that they're going to be like so to get one Xbox uh, Series X controller, you'll have to buy it separately. Unless they have like a cheaper skew, 
that doesn't come with a controller because you already have one. That I, see, I, I having see that both options would be good. A, that yeah. would be good. We're definitely in the age like both of these. Well, we already know the PS5 is going to have two SKUs at launch: the digital edition and the physical edition. Uh, most people would say that the digital edition is actually the true version of this console, uh, just in its design. It looks a little bit nicer. Um, yeah, and the Xbox, I don't know if they've confirmed that there will be two SKUs or not, but I feel like probably you're going to see a similar thing. I would imagine. Now, to put another uh, pause on there, what are you boys, what edition do you think you guys are leaning towards the most? Uh, I'll probably just take whatever's cheaper, which I guess will probably be the digital. Yeah, probably by fifty bucks. I'd, yeah, I'd bet. I don't really. I'd say. I, I don't I'd buy game, I don't buy buy physical copies of games anymore. Anyway, so you think it'll be a hundred dollars cheaper, Jeremy? Ones. That would be amazing for a disc drive for just for a disc drive. Yeah. No way. Yeah. No way. Yeah, I feel like there. <laughs> I feel like you can already look at the X. Why don't you? Look at the Xbox uh, Xbox One S and the Xbox One X. Isn't the S all digital? Is that a thing? You could just compare the price difference between those, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know what other differences would be between them. Uh, but like, if it's just Probably a disk drive difference, I don't know. That seems that's crazy. I'll I'll take it. I'd love it to be a hundred dollars cheaper for no disk drive. They would be, that would be made for me. Yeah. But uh, well, so for me, I think. I'm probably going to get the physical edition, and I would assume Alex Tanner is probably going to get the physical edition when he does get it. You're right. Um, but I sort of have a strategy here. I do kind of want to transition to digital only because I feel like that's just the future. Yeah. So more so, it's just me wanting to future-proof my collection of games for the inevitable day when there's just no physical option at all. Yeah. And I feel like that day is coming. See, so I think for PS5, I'm going to buy the physical version so I can play all my PS4 games, which I, ha I have probably like 40 of them. They're like quite a lot. So I want to be able to play those mm -hmm. and possibly sell my PS4 at some point. And then so, probably just buy my PS5 games digitally. And then do you think yeah. that or have they announced that uh, you'll be able to download your PlayStation 4 games that you've purchased digitally onto the PS5. I don't know if they've or, said that per se, but I feel I feel like yeah, I feel like that will be a thing. I feel like the the PlayStation network is just going to Yeah. I feel like the net, the network's just going to carry over, I would hope. I would hope. Yeah, so I I want to go back to the specs, like more of the hardware specs for a second. Yeah, um of course. Cuz yeah, I know there's a few there's a few differences. Like on paper, they look pretty similar, especially where we're not really techies. Um, you can see a little bit of a difference in terms of sheer numbers, but for the most part, like the processor is exact same Zen 2 processor, right? Uh, RAM or yeah, memory is the exact same. Storage is close, but I think there are some key differences because uh, specifically with the with the storage. So they both have the SSDs, but one thing we didn't mention is that Sony's SSD, so they went with like a custom in-house solution versus Xbox went with, uh, I think, a, like a more mainstream provider. But because of that, Sony's managed to make their, the speed of their SSD over twice as fast as the speed of 
the Xbox SSD. So I don't think that gets mentioned uh, enough in, in articles that I've read. Now, I don't know how limiting that's going to necessarily be early on in the console generation because it's obviously going to be a huge jump in speed in load times from from what we have now on PS4 and on Xbox One. But I wonder if, you know, halfway through the generation or later in the generation, that speed, as developers start to push the boundaries of the systems, uh, how much that'll come into play. Because uh, I know, like, we've been playing Divinity. Jeremy, you haven't been playing it on console, but we've been playing it on console, and the load time is so slow. It is the slowest loading game I've played in, in years. Wow. Uh, so it'll be nice having a system that... I think that's the thing that I'm most excited for in the new generation is just the speed of load times. Um, so that's one difference. And then the other difference has to do with the uh, expandable, the way that they handle expansion of of storage because they're both pretty small especially if we assume that games are just going to keep getting bigger um so sony's going to do a um so they're basically taking a hands-off approach to expansion so they're basically letting third-party companies make expansion ssds and as long as you buy an ssd that meets the minimum specs and is at least as fast as uh their custom solution then that will work um with so that you'll be able to play PlayStation 5 games on it and, and load PlayStation 5 games on it. And then Xbox is just going to, they've partnered with Seagate so that you can um, basically just buy like a proprietary Seagate expansion, which is guaranteed to work. So in a way, I think the problem with the PS5 approach is because their SSD is custom and it's so fast and you need an SSD if you're going to expand that's just as fast as the PlayStation 5 inbuilt one it might actually there might not be any available at launch and they might be extremely expensive whereas the xbox one is probably going to be easier to expand at launch until you know mainstream providers catch up to the specs Um, so i think that'll be a consideration for people who especially if they want to download lots of games and install lots of games the playstation 5 it might be more expensive and take longer to be able to do it hmm uh yeah that's i think other than that i think they have differences in graphical speed but again i think with these consoles it's more how the developers use the technologies that's in them and i don't know if maybe like end of generation we'll see graphical differences but i'm not too worried about the the fact that the xbox one has more power yeah i'd say there'll be uh, a lot of parity between the two consoles you know, I, I just look at I, if you look at the last few generations of Xbox and PS or PlayStation, they're pretty much on a level playing field for the most part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways. All right. So I don't think we can really speak a lot to the tech. Uh, my my very caveman take on it is uh, fast load time. Good. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's really all I have to say about that. Um, and actually. Sorry, the, the the other thing I wanted to mention, too, was just very quickly to put the, into perspective, I think, the power of these consoles. I think PlayStation 4 was around four teraflops, which really doesn't have to mean anything to us. But to put that in perspective, I think PlayStation 5 is 10 and Xbox mm-hmm. is 12. So mm-hmm. we're getting two and a half to three times the power in these systems. And 
I think another interesting way to put it in perspective is to compare it to PCs. The only, I, I think I sent you guys that article earlier, only I think the, the 2080, the NVIDIA 2080 Ti graphics card can beat the performance on either of these systems in terms of mainstream graphics cards as of, you know, middle of 2020. Um, I think there might be one more, but it's more expensive. That's the only real mainstream card that can. So these systems are coming up to the cutting edge and past the cutting edge of what's really mainstream on PC right now, which is exciting. Yeah, that is very exciting. Yeah. Um, time, a chance for us to shove the fuck it, shove it in those PC gamers' faces finally. <laughs> Just as you were getting into the PC PC master race, Jeremy. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be part of no master race, especially, especially yeah, these right are now. These not the times to talk about master race, Joe. Yeah. Calm your tits. Yeah, oh. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Old so, Albertan over there. Now let's get into something we could probably t- speak to a little bit more. Uh, the console design, uh, both consoles. Let's start with the PS5. Uh, just revealed a few weeks ago. It's it's a different look for PlayStation. What do you guys think about it? Sort of weird. It's a little weird looking, but who cares? You know, it, it, I think it'll grow on everyone once you get it in your hands and use it a bit. But as long as the uh, the games are there and to a degree the power is there, that's all that matters. Yeah, when I, when I first saw it, I was uh, I was aghast at the design. <laughs> but the next day, I was kind of like, okay. It's kind of cool, I guess. Um, I'm not a big fan of white consoles. You know, I think of the Wii, the Wii U. Uh, Wii U is particularly ugly, but it's 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 a color that has been used in video game before. Um, I don't know. I think it looks interesting. It's 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 strange. I'm glad that I can put it on. Uh, I can put it horizontally. That's a big thing for me. Uh, I don't have to change my whole. Uh, layout of my living room just to support this one console um you should though you should be okay with that i mean that's i mean yeah that's what sony would want me to do <laughs> uh whereas the the xbox the look of it is more safe i guess but also it's also very unique looking top of it is yeah i'm not a big fan on either design really yeah i think the the xbox series x looks like it should just be you know, in a server cluster in some windowless building somewhere. It looks very industrial and just commercial, not really an aesthetic thing for the home. And then PS5, I don't know, like it just looks like so many weird things Like you look at it and every time you look at it, you see something different. You see like, like you put it on its side, it looks like kind of like a clam in a clamshell or something like that. Uh, yeah, if you, and I heard if you if you stare at it long enough, you will see your own face <laughs> with a pop collar. <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan on either design, but it, that's not going to be a make or break thing. I do think that special editions on the PlayStation could have more potential to look nice if they actually change the colors a bit more. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, the PS5, you know, it walks this strange line of looking futuristic, but also looking like retro. Yeah. It looks like something that would have been designed 10 years ago to look futuristic. Yeah. It's strange. 
Alex, what do you have any thoughts on the way it looks? You you don't really care. Um, I don't really care. I agree with Joe that the Xbox looks industrial, looks like a server, as he said. Um, the PlayStation Five, I don't mind it. And it it brought about a lot of funny memes, so I I completely approve. <laughs> but I really don't care about the, how it looks. And and go back to kind of the specs too. I don't really care about the specs. Like the only thing I find that's important there is the storage. And it's weird. We're moving towards a digital future, but we have no room. And like we're talking about low times. It takes a lot more time to re-download a game from PSN than it is just the amount of time we spend on loading screens. Like the amount of time it takes to re-download games that we've deleted to make room for other games, it's so frustrating. Just give us bigger storage. Like give us like a normal cheap shitty hard drive in there too for random storage like just you know what i mean like i i just feel like we're not they're they're giving us options for customizing our own storage but i'm sure a lot of people don't want to go spend another 200 dollars on a on an sd but i also think they just don't want the the console to be like 700 bucks yeah but the more things that you add into it it's just how much is a one terabyte hard drive Oh, well, you can, Alex. Or a hundred bucks, probably. You can play. You can play PS4 and and past gen games, and and for the Xbox, you can play past gen games on a regular hard drive. You can install them on regular hard drive. You only need the new hard drive space for the the newest gen games. Yeah, I guess I'm just frustrated by how small the, the storage are. I just know that I spent so much time on PlayStation figuring out what games to delete then redownloading them when i do want to go around to completing them and it's just it's infuriating that that's the future we're going towards but we're not actually designing the consoles around that um yeah yeah that's really the only thing i care about again as i said earlier i feel like the specs mean nothing um as somebody else here said unless i think joe it really doesn't matter till the developers make something with them yeah so like the specs are in my from my point of view at this point useless like the maximum power of the like the um what were they called like the mod those consoles they put out recently the xbox um what was it called like, this the x one x yeah the one x ps4 pro exactly what did they do why how could you justify their purchase at this point if you bought one like what did they do differently than a ps4 normal and that's kind of where I'm at with these specs it's where it's like literally it's, yeah it was just they looked better it's, the games looked slightly better it's like it's <laughs> great that they they're more powerful but what does that actually mean to people are we going to get better games if not why are we spending all this money so, so I, I think that I think the SSD will give us better games I think the developers will that's something that they can actually use yeah. to do different things that they couldn't do before Oh, 100%. And that's why this generation is kind of huge to me like, I feel like three to four, but PlayStation, like, just compare the PlayStation 3 to four. Uh, the four was basically an evolution of PlayStation 3. Not that exciting, but I think they just kind of fixed the mistakes of, of PS3. Sure. And with that console. Whereas this actually seems like it's more of a leap. You I think, I think so. it will be. I think it will be more of a leap, yeah. Do you have an SSD in your computer, Alex? I do. Do you remember what it was like having a computer without an SSD? Yeah, but I I'm not weird about like load that, times. But think about that with like yeah yeah. But I think it's gonna be it's more than load times. It's gonna be like the the like scape of, or the uh, dude. It's the, that uh, it's that it, Ratchet and Clank 
video but where even, it's like he, he's jumping into literally a new level and it's just there like that yeah. but i'm not saying hd versus ssd in terms of like the processing of the, the you're talking the operating size. system i'm talking about literal game storage like i'm talking mm-hmm. like i'm not i understand what you guys are saying completely sd is the way but to i go. just think i think there are gonna there's gonna be an upper limit with some things like i feel like if you threw three terabytes of game storage into there mm-hmm. it's gonna make it way bigger but like so much more expensive. Yeah, the thing is like even even on Best Buy for like the current pretty good Samsung and Seagate SSDs that are like one terabyte, that's $200. So if you're looking at these like proprietary crazy cutting edge SSDs, you're looking at 3 or $400 extra. You could be looking at like a $1,200 console. I'm not saying we're not, but I, I am saying that we are already are downloading games from PSN that are over 100 gigs. Where are we going to go in this generation in terms of size? Are you going to be able to fit four games on your console? Really? Like, is that, I don't know. It, it, it's what, just, other way would it, what other way would it be yeah, done? Yeah, I just don't think there's a way around yeah. it. Yeah. So we're just going to have one or two games on our console every time and then have to re-download Alex, that number keeps getting smaller every time you say. Well, because well, we don't <laughs> Four know. Games. We're just going to have a game games. on our console. <laughs> so we don't know how much the OS is going to take. We don't know where this gen is going to go in terms of game sizes, right? Like, we but, don't know in 10 yeah, years. You're probably, you're probably only going to have 600. I, I would estimate, like, 600 gigabytes but then, of course, you of you can just expand. With. And as, like, early on, if you only need it for new-gen games, then, you know... How many new gen games are you going to get in the first year? I, I don't really know. Sure. But then you can have all your old games and all your backlog on regular hard drives for cheap. And then I guess I, and I if don't... you do buy it at launch, then, yeah, you're probably going to get that SSD. But like for me, I'm probably looking at buying it when they already have an expanded storage version out, which I'm sure they'll probably do at some point. Yeah. And so for me, I don't know that it'll be an issue. I think it'll be an issue necessarily at launch, but it, it's kind of offset by the fact that there's not as many, um, not as many games out that like early on that you haven't built up a huge backlog. So I'm not as concerned. I feel like I, I would just be happy if I can store three games on it. That's fine. Three games. Oh my God. Yeah, three games. I like... I just don't have, like, I have four games on my PlayStation right now, and I just, and I, I just I, I don't know, them guys. off and off. I have, like, 30 PlayStation games on my fucking PS4 right now. You have 30? Yeah. Yeah. Downloaded and installed? Yeah. I have a t- fucking ton on there. They're all they're all smaller indie games. Yeah, yeah, that's why. I mean, I'm so talking, the, like, the way AAA I do it, I just, games. I'll have all my smaller games. I'll leave them downloaded on the console, and, you know... If a new AAA game comes out, I'll install that. Usually, go th- I'll usually play through it and beat it, and then I'll just uninstall it. Usually, after I'm done with the game, after I see the credits roll, or if I get the platinum, the next action is for me to uninstall the game. <laughs> but think, yeah, I, I typically don't let them sit around. But think yeah. about people the only- like Nick, who it's like he plays battlegrounds he plays fortnite he plays divinity and we play things like smite on the go as well that's four multiplayer games there are gamers out there who are multiplayer focused and for those people who are playing live games that aren't just single player you beat it you delete it this becomes a serious issue i just think it's it's not like we're i don't think we're there with hard drives yet like i don't think we can't get a big enough hard drive into a small enough space which is why i think we should not be moving 
pushing as are on digital personally but here's the other thing though with with storage um i feel like games are probably bigger now than they need to be and if we're entering a new gen where storage is an issue and it does bug people i think developers will be able to optimize more for size and probably if you have ssd you might be able to uh more easily optimize for size if you've got you know a fast ssd you might not even have to have everything downloaded at any, at any given time you can probably download and the parts that you need so you may not need the second half of the game if you're only in the first half for so a I feel, single player I feel game, like, yeah yeah i feel like we're going to move more towards that kind of thing where because I, I again especially early on i think for the ps5 if if these ssd expansion ssds are so hard to get and so expensive there probably will be a demand especially with first party games to try to keep the file sizes reasonable and i think um this really comes back to the kind of the next point i think that's probably on our list or at some point here is pricing right like jeremy was saying he thinks it's gonna be a hundred dollars it could be i think it'll probably be fifty dollars cheaper for the digital but a hundred dollars wouldn't shock me because if i it wouldn't surprise me if sony tries to incentivize people to go digital which again i just don't i don't really like given these specs but yeah i don't know i've come around on the digital thing you know i just uh you the older stop. I get, the less shit I just want to have hanging around. That's really just all it comes down to for me. And I just, I think the expandable memory is kind of the only solution that really makes sense. And they already have that option. So, yeah, I'd much rather get the get the console and not pay insane amounts of money, and then buy expandable memory if I wanted it. Mm-hmm. I know obviously multiplayer games are gonna take up storage for a lot longer than a first or a uh, one player game but i just don't see it as being an issue i've like it's uh, it takes me i have to i have to put my playstation on overnight to download games pretty often um but it's not not the end of the world for me and this is where i kind of get frustrated is because i feel like the move towards digital is because quite like realistically it's more profitable for these companies to be distributed digitally there's less Mm -hmm. logistics there's way less costs. So if they're going to be saving money on that, then why don't they just lose a couple dollars in their console by giving us a bigger HD? If they're pushing oh, us towards Alex, that logistics system, like that network. Losses. Lose a couple. Of the, no business person is going to take lose a couple of dollars and say, that's okay. I, I think the not, other thing too is the form factor, right? Like they probably would have had to drastically change their form factor if they went with bigger SSDs well, internally. I think, no, I don't think... I don't think that's a fair argument because if you look at the size of the uh, the disk version and the digital version, you could stick another SSD in there where the disk drive was pretty easy. Yeah. So I don't think but the I don't form know how, factor I don't is know how the argument. layout works because I, I remember. I, no, 100%. It might not, it might not work that way. I don't way, remember what I mean, the argument the, was. The space is there. But I remember there was an argument from PS, from, from Sony kind of explaining why they didn't have one gig and they only had 825. And it, I think there was an exponential increase in cost and complexity of what how things would have been affected if they tried to go even bigger than 825 um so i think there's a lot at play that we don't necessarily know and it's not necessarily as easy for them to increase the size sure and maybe as that's we think it. it is yeah maybe there's just this hard limit of cost versus value and stuff and i and i just don't know because i am very ignorant towards this stuff i yeah. do not know i'm just kind of coming from like your average show bringing forward the issues i've had during this console generation with storage 
that's uh, that's all i'm commenting on i do not know the hardware side of this yeah the other thing is if they could just increase how fast we can download games because i feel like there's a hard limit on like sony's server and you know 100 like you have super fast internet you're not downloading a game in 100 seconds right like no it is uh i literally i just upgraded my internet to like the gigabit ethernet yeah and went to download a game i was like oh this is not gonna take me very long it's a big game but shouldn't take very long i was getting max connected to the cable uh 66 megabits per second yeah, and that that's pretty good. I'd be happy with that. It's fucking. But trash, I don't. What were you getting before? Oh, similar to that. Okay, so it really like didn't. It, it, as when I that's what I mean. Like when I increased my internet bandwidth, it didn't affect how fast my games downloaded because I was already at that max. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a fair point, Alex. I get it. It does suck downloading games. They take so long. Yeah. So hope just hope hopefully hopefully the the. The consoles will take into account that people are frustrated by that and try to come up with a strategy to deal with it well it's just in comparison to something like the switch which i will comment on later obviously but with the switch with its little flash cartridges and stuff i do have like a micro sd in there or something but i think i have like 30 games on there right now like i haven't had to delete anything yeah i've had no issues whatsoever yeah, but that, I mean, yeah, but there's also a huge Switch, jump in quality between yeah. them. Yeah. Switch like, can't play PlayStation the 4 games. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. I love like Switch and, and some of the like pretty crappy, what's that, Outer Worlds um, that came out for Switch recently, and it looks like a fucking Nintendo 64 game. And I don't get, this is not necessarily hate towards the Switch because I love the Switch, but the reason why you can fit 30 games on there is because the games are tiny because the graphics are not there. And, I, and I'm not going to buy a next generation console to play fucking a game with Switch graphics. And I guess this is the difference is my my personal thing, which we can get into later. Is I don't care. Like, I don't care. It's it's about the game. It's not about the graphics. It's like it's it's more. About I think how, if you took away a lot of the beauty from Horizon, it wouldn't take away from the gameplay at all. But it would look pretty potatoy, and it would definitely not attract as many people. Breath of the yeah. Wild is but they I went mean, with a different art no, they, style they pulled it off that. well yes. they pulled it off well like they know how to do it but you can't not everything could look like breath of the wild i think that certain games need to look the way they need to look like yeah you know streets of rage 4 which i played through the other month it looks like an arcade game and that's the way it needs to look because that's the type of game it is 100 uh, you know, the last of us 2 if i was playing that and it looked like breath of the wild i'd be like what the fuck yeah you're going for, you're going for a realistic world you want to have realistic graphics yeah so it really sure. just depends on the game and i do agree Definitely. alex like the game is the most important thing 100%. but you know it's it's just depends. and nintendo gets that that's the nice thing about nintendo so but so alex it it almost sounds like you'd support no new console generation 100 percent, and just keep just keep making games i i honestly don't think we even need one right now i'm not gonna lie that's to you fair. like i'm not excited for this i think this is gonna be a big money sink for a lot of people for a couple of years. Yeah. I will be shocked if I play Horizon 2 and I'm like, this couldn't have been on a PS4. If it's... I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's massive and open and beautiful and does things that I couldn't even imagine on PS4. But, <laughs> that's that's You're just describing the first Horizon. I'll tell you one thing it'll problem. do that you can't imagine on PS4. It'll load in like a second. Horizon, I that's recently enough played the game. Yeah. The load me. times are not that awful. They're no. long, but they're not that awful. But loading, I haven't played it. As I said, I don't care. Like loading does not bother me whatsoever. 
Yeah, yeah but, but have you played? Well, so those, you played a game where you die a lot and then have to load for two minutes every man, time you die. Horizon on console or Divinity on console, dude. Yeah, we, there was times where there was a time Joe our last playthrough. Yeah, we had to reload at that point. I think four times before getting on that boat. Yeah, three or four times, and each load takes like three or four minutes, and I'm still just like poking around on my computer looking at other things go on my phone like i don't know there's so much to do i'm not but think about this too though is like how much of a game's design is influenced by the fact that they can't like they have to have somewhat reasonable load times so removing that restriction makes lots of different game design things possible to make better games to make more immersive games in final fantasy 7 you wouldn't you know have to slow down every time you crawl through a, a tight space which is really just to hide the load times like you won't have to do that you could just keep the game going that drove me fucking crazy yeah. holy like, that shit. stuff is annoying i'm not saying load times aren't important for sh- at all like i'm just saying that there are they don't affect me personally but i'm pretty sure developers have found ways around that i'm pretty sure in horizon zero dawn the reason the load times weren't bad was because they actually found out a way to only load what was in the peripheral view of aloy yeah, where it, it it didn't load the rest of the world until you looked at the rest of the world. But that that probably removed a limitation to a certain extent. But there's probably still hard limitations in place oh. in what they can do. Of course, oh, yeah, I think I think Horizon probably, is going to be a very smooth experience on the next gen. Yeah, I'm sure at some point during this gen, we're going to look at a game that's so amazing. We're like, this wouldn't have been possible with old SSD technology. Years from now, I'm sure we will. I just don't. I don't know. Yeah, maybe not in the first year, but I think pretty quickly once I think from what I've seen in interviews that I've read, that's the number one thing that game developers are excited about for a new gen is that that SSD speed because it just frees them up so much to do things that they couldn't do before. And that's that's great. And I again, I'm not to anyone listening. I know nothing about hardware. I'm not a game developer. (laughs) I, I am just speaking as someone who plays video games. Uh, what do you guys think about the controller? I mean, sp- specifically the Dual Sense because the uh, Xbox One or the Xbox Series X controller is basically just the same as the last one. Yeah. So the Dual Sense is going to have the pressure sensitive triggers, right? Yeah, the haptic feedback. Yeah, I think that'll be really nice. That's exciting. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about like the feeling of a game and how much of that actually comes from the controller and the way the inputs feel. And I think that's just that's going to be another uh, layer, especially with the PlayStation Five, um, that we're going to see a little bit more of that uh, uh, physical sort of feeling that you get from video games. Yeah, I think there's a sense. lot of potential with with that to really affect how how game how the games can be played. Uh, I think it's going to be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the new controller. I really like the yeah. look of it. To be honest, it's growing on me. Yeah. It's growing on me quite a lot. He's a nice beefy boy. I think it's going to be good. It's growing on me just because it's starting to look more like an Xbox controller. <laughs> well, I think that's a bonus. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It is. Xbox has had like some strong... I mean, the Xbox One controller, that is a good controller. Like, Except I can't, one thing I I'll say it. about the Xbox controllers, though, the triggers, man, they don't feel good. They don't, no. They don't true. feel nearly not as, as good. good. Well, that's why you have a, a DualSense. And the it's D-pad the best of both worlds. Great. I don't like yeah, the D-pad. They're, I don't hate it. They're both great. I mean... Nintendo will always have the best D-pad. Let's just say that, but I think it's trademarked. Yeah. I don't think you can make a D-pad like that on another con- on another controller. No, probably not. They'll get sued. Yeah, they like they do like suing people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I haven't shut down Pokemon Showdown yet, though. That's uh, surprising to me. Still. Yeah, that's that's cra- it's insane. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's awesome, but yeah. Um, okay, so do we want to get into some pricing predictions for this thing? Now we're a Canadian bunch here. <laughs> Keep that in mind if you're listening. Um, Canadian dollar. Um, what do you guys it's think? Strong. What do you guys think uh, in Canadian dollars this will cost? Oh. Five ninety nine. Really hope five for the for the physical. Uh, for either, I don't care. I just want one of them to be five ninety nine. Digital, but I think six ninety nine is looking a lot more likely. Oh no, you don't. I hope not. I just I'm I'm setting myself up mentally and financially for six ninety nine. Five ninety nine digital. I think uh, so too. Six forty nine physical. Okay, both fair. I'm gonna say. Oh, I don't even fucking know, man. Uh, probably around five. Uh, hopefully, something that's there's something that's five hundred dollar range, Canadian. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a pricey boy. Um, that's for sure. I wonder, like, when are they gonna announce that? Is that a, a soon thing? Like, is that a what the release date? It would be soon. No, the pricing. Yeah. I wonder how much that's being affected by shortages and stuff like that. Probably uh, significantly, you would imagine. Yeah, Yeah, I wonder if they already had a price in mind and that'll change the price. And I guess it depends. If it's a component issue that affects both Sony and Xbox, then, you know, it's not a competitive thing if they have to increase price, which could be bad for us. Will there even be a world to release these games into? (laughs) Um, I think I've heard that they they think that Sony's going to play it by ear to see what the Xbox price is at before they announce theirs. But what if Xbox are... does that too? They'll just release them for free. They'll never decide <laughs> on a price. I mean, it is yep. pretty common for these uh, consoles to be released, you know, at a loss. Usually, usually there's some sort of loss from the company when they first uh, release these things. Um, for equivalent prices, just for anybody not in Canada using U.S. dollars, if it's five ninety nine here, it's probably like four ninety nine U.S. Yeah. I would just subtract a hundred dollars off whatever prices we say typically, and that will probably be the U.S. Yeah, I think for U.S., if they could get like a four fifty digital and like a five fifty physical. American, that would probably be like the sweet spot for them. Or or fifty dollars off each of those would probably be like the optimal. Like three ninety nine and four ninety nine would be like the best consumer price, I would say. I think the fact that they didn't announce the price either indicates, as you guys said, there's actually an issue with sort charges, or that the prices are actually pretty brutal and yeah. they just want to bury it in a little press release one week and not actually have it as part of their big conference. Hmm. Yeah. Hopefully not brutal. I feel like if it's going to be high, it's, I mean, in a way, if it's going to be high, you should probably announce it earlier. That way people kind of get mad and then forget about it and get hyped again. As or opposed you, to last minute where you, you announce it and people are just like, nah, fuck this. Or you let the hype build, buddy. You let the hype build. You keep that hidden to the very end. You keep pumping out games, showing how beautiful it is. Everyone's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter what it costs. I'm getting this. <laughs> Yeah, we'll just get a second job and it'll be fine. Or just one, or just a job. But yeah, it probably is going to be higher, <laughs> high, and nobody wants to announce it first because it does give the window for the other one to undercut a bit. Yeah, for sure. Whereas if if it was going to be a low, they probably wouldn't worry so much. If it was going to be three ninety nine 
for PlayStation, I don't think they would be worried about what Xbox was going to price it at. Because no. I think 399 is cheap enough that if Xbox came out at 350, it wouldn't make that as big of a difference. It's hard too, right? Because the Switch is doing so well. And regardless of power or um, quality of games or whatever you want to call it, it is a direct competitor. Yeah. Uh, much like the Wii was with the, the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. And it's still taking money out of their pockets if someone goes and buys a Switch instead. So it, it, I don't know. They got to be careful with the pricing. I'm not sure that the Switch is a direct competitor per well, se, but entertainment going to the movies is a direct competitor. Like every yeah, any form yeah. of entertainment. I think the Switch is like their place in the market is just they are like the secondary console. They're like the console that has someone has with their some like if you have a Switch, you probably have a PC or an Xbox or a PlayStation as well. Yeah. It almost works for them that they're on a completely different release cycle. Because it basically works into that second console thing. Yeah. All right. So let's continue here. Um, touch on the services that you know are going to be present. So we, you know, PlayStation on their side, they have PS Plus, uh, and they also have PS Now, which apparently is getting a lot better. Um, and that could also solve some of the issues with backwards compatibility for the older generations, PlayStation Three specifically. Um, and then we also, on the Xbox side, we have the Xbox Live Gold and the Game Pass. Now, I know Game Pass is very generous with the games Crazy. the games that they allow. And I think if we look at these services, we can kind of see that this is where the consoles really diverge mm. because their strategies are much, much different when it comes to how they're actually delivering these games to people. Um, what do you guys think about all that? Well, I think Xbox sort of wins yeah. in in that stuff. The Game Pass is so much better than PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus. Mm -hmm. Can't you get a Game Pass subscription that includes the Xbox Live Gold with it too? So you can get basically Probably. all in one bundle. Yeah. 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 I would say. I would guarantee. Like that would make PS Now more attractive is if you could pay like more, obviously more than the PS Plus, but you know, if it was 120 and included PS Plus and PS Now, I would consider it. So one thing with PS Now, apparently you can actually download these games now. Oh, you can download them now? Yeah. See, that's that's different because I tried to play, I've tried to play Red Dead Redemption three times on it over like a two-year period, and it is abysmal, abysmal yeah. streaming. I think obviously so your internet you know, speed will play some factor in that, but I, yeah, I don't really know. I haven't never tried it. Um, I saw something about the PS Now... You you can download like PS4 and earlier games, but I th I thought I saw something how the PS5 new gen games would still have to be um, streamed Streaming. or something. Weird. Yeah. I'm not super into any of that concept, anyways, myself. Yeah, I mean the game the Game Pass lets you play first party titles immediately when they first come out, don't doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Like it's so. included. Like all, all, I thought it was all first-party titles that Xbox releases get released to Game Pass right away, so you'd never have to buy them. I'm pretty sure the first-person ones are definitely like all, yeah, yeah all like a that's part of it. sick. That would if they did that with PS Now, that would be amazing. Holy shit! But yeah, there's some, and I guess that's the main thing that's different is like they wouldn't do that with PS Now. Why would they? Because their fucking exclusives are so much better, and people will pay. Well, and they actually have so wanna, many of them, yeah. People actually want to pay for their exclusives. That's yeah. the big difference. Yeah. Well, I mean, Xbox has some good exclusives. You can't completely discount I, that. I 
I can try. We'll Maybe that don't appeal to you is probably. Yeah, that's, but they appeal that's... to certain a certain crowd. Yeah. Yeah, and like I guess we should say, I say most of us are more PlayStation focused. I know Joe and Stuart. I think have dabbled a little bit on the other side. I've dabbled. I've smashed that thing into a million bits. Yeah, I feel. L- I feel like Xbox. Oh yeah. You you smashed your Xbox. Xbox 360 red ringed on me and I took it outside and yeeted it at the ground. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking awesome. Honestly, Microsoft bugs like in their consoles is what has turned me to PlayStation cuz I originally I had the the original Xbox before I had a PlayStation 2. <laughs> was that was that the one that yeah, was released at the same that was time? The same, same They're day, so yeah. old. I'm sh- okay. Um Jesus, yeah. So I had I had the Xbox first, and I loved it, and I probably would have stuck with Xbox. But I remember I had my heart broken when my Xbox. I think I pre-ordered first game I ever pre-ordered was Halo Two, and I got like the deluxe Steelcase edition. Came home was super excited, put it in the system, and it just like shat the bed. The system just died trying to play that game. So I brought it back, and then my Xbox uh, One. I think one of them, the first one that we had, did the red ring or something like that. Yeah. Or Xbox 360, sorry, that was the one that had the red ring issue. So, and so, yeah. like, two consoles that basically shit the bed on me, that's that's probably the main thing that kept me from ever going back. And now that I have such a, like, collection of digital games with PlayStation, I'm just in the ecosystem, so I wouldn't really switch. Side tangent, this frustrates the hell out of me. I tried years ago to go online and find a rate for the red ring and there was like an independent group who tried to figure it out and it was like 25 to 40 percent of xbox 360 consoles red ringed in what world is that acceptable yeah really though and why did they build it in like it's acceptable creates a red ring like why would it i just don't understand the fact that it's like oh we're gonna you know if your console does this we're gonna build in like a backup to let you know your console's unusable guys why did people keep brandon bought like three xboxes and <laughs> people love halo uh, man people love why halo for some reason. did you keep buying yeah. this piece of crap console like i get they had games i get they had a good online system but was it? the console breaks all the time i don't yeah. i don't know how it was so, it, it sold like 80 million units and how yeah. many of those were red ring rebuys Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why they sold so many, Alex. It's insane. Like, it's insane. So I, I, I will say something in defense of Microsoft, sort of. My PS3, I bought it, and it died three three weeks after I bought it. I played through all of Metal Gear Solid 4, and then the next time I tried to play it, it it just died. I sent it in. I remember that. I sent it in, and they sent me that. a new one because it was At least it warranty. died early. At least it yeah, died early. That's the thing. It died early, and I got a brand new... I literally sent it out and I was amazed at the time. Like I sent it out and I got it back in like three days from the States. Wow. I was like, what the fuck? They put like express fucking shipping on that bad boy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, PlayStations die as well. But yeah, the red, the red but, ring. Now this is, we're kind of going back into the future in the back into the fucking past right now. But um, yeah, the red ring of death was kind of insane when you think about it. I don't I think like- we'll have, we won't have that issue with the new consoles especially with like you see the vents on those fucking things like they're designed to not overheat i would say if you stand them the vertically <laughs> shit <laughs> yours is gonna die because you're gonna put it on side yeah probably they're going big on the into the vertical now like i mean it's been a thing since like ps2 but 
Just because it has the heat advantage, I think. Um, now, we already kind of touched on backwards compatibility, but let's just get into it a little bit more. How important is backwards compatibility to you? Very. Very. Not like, really at near all. Near the top of the list of things that are important to me. My, my consoles are going to, like, my PlayStation 3 is so much slower than I remember it because it has slowed down since not being plugged in a long time. That's going to happen with PlayStation 4 as well. But there are some good games on there that I'm probably going to replay at some point. Um, and backwards compatibility, that is the answer right there. Bingo, yeah. bingo. I think to me it's just it's kind of ridiculous if you have to continue buying a license for a game on every new gen to, to just get like a slightly updated version of it. I don't know. I think yeah. it's something that they in a way owe to gamers to support the games you know you buy it you should have it for life yeah. you should still be able to play it it's weird that it's even really a debate in 2020 to be honest yeah yeah i mean I, that could be said for a lot of things happening in the world right now but you know yeah i do i think what is it um yeah i guess this kind of fits in a little bit with backwards compatibility but xbox is kind of taking it another level or something where if you buy i think cross-gen games you're going to automatically have the license across all gens so if you buy a, a xbox one version of a game and then they release a xbox series x version of the game you're automatically going to get the xbox series x version as well so to me that like that's the way that things should be done you should buy a game and you should have it you know forever basically so i, I think, think xbox does it right they're taking it even to the to the point of like I, all of their announced Xbox Series X games are also going to be playable on Xbox One at this point. Like I don't think any of the games that Microsoft Studios are developing are for the first only, year are, yeah. are only for Xbox Series X right now. Yeah, which I think actually this kind of comes back to Alex's point, which could be a bad thing for Xbox, in that if they're guaranteeing all their first party releases for the first year are going to be able to be played on xbox one those developers aren't necessarily going to be trying to tax the limits of the xbox series x like at least playstation they're going to have some first party exclusive ps5 only games which hopefully those developers will kind of try to hit the ground running with the console but there could there could be potential for xbox to have that kind of rut like alex mentioned especially for that first year where they're trying to trying to cater to the old gen so i think it's kind of a bad thing in that regard. I, honestly, I think Sony, I think what Sony's doing is better. I think if people want, like if you're buying a next, genera uh, next generation console, like me personally, I want next generation feeling games. Exactly. So I wouldn't yeah. want to be held back by the previous generation. That's not the point of having a new generation, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. And even though I won't buy it at launch, I'll be fine to watch people, you know, buy them, play the new games. I'll just catch up a little bit on my backlog from PS4. And then when the timing and the price is right, then I'll just upgrade and those games will be waiting for me on sale. So I'm fine with that. I don't yeah. need them to try to specifically make it for the PS4 as well to cater to me to buy it, you know, right away. Now, Alex, you kind of said that backwards compatibility isn't really important to you you want to enlighten yeah. us why that is yeah no okay so everything you guys just said is a hundred percent correct it should be you should buy a game once and that's it um and i don't get me wrong i was super pissed when i found out on the playstation 3 that they removed the ps ps1 
drive or whatever, and you couldn't play PS1 games on it anymore, that annoyed the hell out of me. Um, so you, you can you can play PS1 games. You just can't play PS2 games. Oh, okay, PS2. Sorry, right, PS2. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, it's not that it doesn't matter to me at all, it, I guess. It's just that I typically don't... Like, I keep all my consoles. I don't sell my consoles. Stuart made a good point, too, in that consoles get old and they start to not work so well and they can die, which is yeah. definitely an issue. Um, because of that, Especially with your 30-year backlog, Alex. Well, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's a, yeah. But I do tend to go back and just hook up my old consoles and play the games. But everything you guys said is right. You should be able to play um, older games on your newest you know, console. I, I don't disagree at all. That is a completely acceptable, and that should be the norm. Yeah, I, I, I don't think, yeah. I don't think anyone would argue. No. So it's just not necessarily going to affect you in the next five to ten years. But it and might, it might be important for future gens after that. Because I guess technically, by the time you, your current consoles are actually degrading, we'll probably be past PS5. True. But you know so. what? And there are alternatives to that too. Like Nintendo's done a great job of that where they'll bring in ports, but they'll do things to them. Or they'll mm-hmm. combine two games together. So you're getting two games for the price of one that are HD remakes or something. Like there there are alternative solutions to backwards compatibility, compatibility but I don't know. it's not the biggest issue for me for sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Alex. I, you know, as much as I obviously agree that you buy a game once, you should be able to play it, you know, for the foreseeable future. I also love, I love a good collection and I love a good remaster. I get, I get yeah. legitimately hyped when old games are re-released. Exactly. So, but so the value, I, I, the value in that. that, the value in that should come from the remaster being made better, not from yeah. the fact that, well, shit, I want to have it on this console as well, so I might as well True. get the remaster. 100% agree. I don't want to buy Final Fantasy 7 again, ever. Like, I, I bought it <laughs> enough times. I'd say we've all bought it probably at least... I've bought it at least four or five times. Yeah. Say. yeah. Are you counting the remake? Because it's five times with the remake. Or four times no, with the I'm remake. No, I'm not even counting the remake. I bought it... Well, three times. I bought so. it physically for PS1, and I bought it for PlayStation Store, like uh, PlayStation Network, on uh, the PlayStation Classics uh, for PS3 and Vita. And I bought the HD version that came out on PS4 and the remake, I guess, that technically counts. So four I have, times. I have two physical copies. One's actually, yours, Jeremy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually bought it. I think I bought Final Seven twice physically because I had the greatest hits version at one point, too. So who knows? Yeah. So I bought it. I bought it five. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to buy at least two more Final Fantasy Sevens. At some point, <laughs> maybe 10, maybe 10 so more. So pumped, so pumped. <laughs> all right, well, let's move past all that fucking hardware service shit that no one cares about. Into the meat. Into the meat and the potatoes, the video Fuck. games, which is really what we're all here for. Now, we have a couple exclusive that have you know been announced at this point. Uh, so for PlayStation, here are some big ones. We got Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is seemingly a launch title. Ratchet and Clank Hopefully. Rift Apart, uh, no release date, but I would imagine it will be around the launch window. Horizon Forbidden West has a release date of 2021. We also saw Gran Turismo 7, you know, not too exciting, but staple hey, it's of exciting the, uh, for some people. Yeah. Vroom, vroom, it's a, it's vroom, a, vroom. It's a staple of Sony for sure. Yeah. Um, Demon Souls remake. That's another big exclusive. Uh, 
Uh, Xbox Series X, kind of a different bag. Halo Infinite. Does that elicit any excitement in anyone? Zero. If I if I planned on buying an Xbox, I'd be really excited to play that game. But I'm not going to buy one for it. Yeah. Forza Horizon. Uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, start, I started saying Forza Horizon, but it's it's Forza Motorsport 8. Similar <laughs> deal to Gran Turismo 7. You know, you expect it. Now, Senua's Saga Hellblade 2 actually looks pretty cool. You know, and we've also seen a lot of other games that are have being played on the new consoles and whatnot. But those are kind of the big, uh, like, Microsoft Studios versus Sony Studios games that have been announced at this point. Do we, do we know Obsidian, what they're working on? Um, they're, they're Microsoft now, right? Yeah. Not sure. Anyways, anyways, looking at these, you know, batches <laughs> of exclusives, I have to say Sony's looks much stronger to me. And 100%, would you just, when you just think of all the other studios they have with games that you know, haven't been announced, you know, I can foresee an Uncharted 5 that, is, that isn't made by Naughty Dog. Um, there's going to be a God of War 2. You know, that's, that's inevitable. Um, you just, all these big franchises, you're going to see sequels too. Um, whereas uh, Microsoft, they're kind of, I think they might be building towards something, you know, in a few years. They've bought a new a lot of new uh, studios recently and whatnot, so I think they got a lot of stuff in the works. But I don't think we'll see that come to fruition until maybe the middle of the console generation. Sure. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about that. Um, there is one game. Did you guys see the uh, the Rockstar game announced? That was pretty exciting. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto Five. Super. It's the newest in the uh, the series, right? Yeah, it's coming out uh, also on PlayStation Five. Yeah, free. yeah, no, that's the newest one. Free for everyone, right? Yeah, it's amazing. It is. The, it's still technically the newest one. Yes, it's so great that they're just putting all their work into the same game that's five years old. <laughs> 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 Fucking cocksuckers. <laughs> Do you guys Oof. have any strong feelings about the the set of games or like what you might like to? I don't know. I actually think. Depending on how spooky it looks, I, it's not in this list, but Resident Evil Village looks super cool. I like the seeming setting that they're setting yeah, up. Yeah, but that's going to be on both. That'll be on both consoles. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just like, I think it looks good. The, in terms of in terms of exclusives, I think there's no comparison for our group of friends, at least. Halo Infinite is, eh, but like Spider-Man and Horizon. Ratchet and Clank looks good. It would be the first one I played, but definitely worth a look. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would say for our group, you know, Xbox doesn't typically appeal to us that much. But, you know. Yeah, one has Horizon, one doesn't. It's kind of an easy. Yep. And Spider-Man. Ooh. I'm actually sort of out of all of those games. I would say I'm most excited for R- Ratchet and & Clank and, and wow. Demon's Souls. Demon's Souls looks good. Yeah. Um, Did you play Horizon, Jeremy? No, I haven't played it yet. I will do. It's worth it. Yeah, I will. I've been meaning to it. I, I'm. I'm. We'll probably play Spider-Man and Horizon this year, in anticipation for the PS5. Hopefully. You gonna you gonna scratch Red Dead off that list as well? No. <laughs> I think I'm more. I'm more excited for the exclusives that we have coming out on PS4 before the PS5 is even announced. But that's kind of yeah, gets that kind of gets to 
my general feelings is that PlayStation just generally has better uh, better first party games, but also they seem to have more of a commitment to keeping those games coming um, like right to the end of the cycle. They're coming out with these great first party games. So to me, it's hands down PlayStation with first party. Yeah, I don't think anyone can really argue. Yeah, argue that. Very true. Yeah. All right, guys. So we've talked about Xbox. We've talked about PlayStation. We've talked a little bit about Nintendo, but I want to get into more speculative future shit. And, uh, you know, Nintendo. How are they going to fit into this whole uh, generation of video game consoles? Because they released the Switch in, what was it, 2017? Midway Mm -hmm. through this current generation. So they're sort of the in between in between guys. Um, like, what do we think? Do is there going to be a Switch Pro in a year, uh, or are we going to are we going to get a Switch Two? Is that something that they're going to do, or is Nintendo going to do what Nintendo always does and just come up with some new crazy idea? I would love a Switch Pro. I would love a just like your a Switch, but no handheld, just a standard boxy console with a little more power maybe would love that okay so i wasn't really thinking a switch pro just wouldn't have the handheld console that's my dream i would take it if it was a more powerful one okay you probably will i feel like we will get some some strange sort of middle ground between a next gen and a switch probably in a couple years i think we will get a switch too i think they're they hit gold again um this kind of combination of home console and mobile i think hits a lot of markets we just saw today actually an announcement that nintendo is is uh, moving away from mobile and i think that indicates that this is where they're going to be focusing going forward thank fuck they're going to be um probably further developing these hybrid consoles so i think we will get a switch too i don't think they'll fuck up the marketing like they did with the wii u i don't think we're going to get a pro that actually has like exclusive games because of the increased hardware i think we're just going to get two i think they want to make it as obvious as they can to the general consumer um but i don't i think we're not there i think it'll be a couple more years i think it realistically it'd probably be like 2023 2024 maybe so we may get a switch pro but it would be as Stuart said probably like essentially a modified it'd be like a box you attach your your tv that would just be not no handheld just oh, increased graphics or something interesting but, yeah i think what you're saying makes really like sense that. alex because i feel like nintendo's doing well avoiding clashing with like anywhere near the the release of um sony and, and xbox new consoles so 2023 would get them past a couple of like holiday seasons where people are still snapping up mm-hmm. Xboxes and they'll probably have the market pretty much to themselves and they'll have, you know, almost an empty holiday season to sell into. And I think that's what Xbox seems to do really well at when when they get a holiday season all to, to themselves. People look to the new Nintendo consoles, you know, a big ticket, nice present to give people and they just sell tons of them. So I think it, I think it makes sense. So it seems Alex, to be the winning formula. Yeah, one hundred percent. And to reiterate, uh, to reiterate something Alex said, um, I think they hit gold with Switch as well because it kind of marries everything that Nintendo has done well in the past. You have like the motion controls of Wii, 
you have the sort of uh, TV or handheld component of the Wii U. Um, you have all that handheld legacy going back to Game Boy, uh, Nintendo DS, 3DS, you know, in the handheld uh, proportion of the console. And I just think, yeah, I just think it's perfect. So I really hope that it is a Switch 2 and it's not some new idea. Um, and I, I agree, releasing it sort of mid-generation uh, is probably the best bet for them. Now, how do you think the release of these new consoles is going to affect the Switch sales? Now, I think Switch won't be the new thing anymore. So that's got to hurt it in some way, right? Hopefully Nintendo has a, a good game lined up somewhere. Because I feel like, obviously, if people are spending $700 on a PlayStation or Xbox, they're not going to go to buy a Switch as well. But if Nintendo attracts some people with a brand new shiny game, that'll probably bring people back in like 2021 for new purchases. Depends who's buying, because I can see a story where people where like mothers hear oh there's a new console out they go to the store and they see one for six hundred dollars and then they see the old switch and they're like well he doesn't have that i'll get him that one you know what i mean i could see them getting like a playstation classic yeah but i just mean i I feel like they could inadvertently get a bump in sales from that too so it might even offset some of the decline from people who are intentionally not buying switches to buy playstations I mean, the price is right. That's what they have going for them right now. Yeah. If the price is going to be really expensive for the next-gen consoles, they're definitely going to see some units sell there. But, I mean, you still... I think you can... You see them in retailers now a little more, but at the beginning of the uh, pandemic, holy shit, you couldn't find a Switch anywhere. Yeah. So... Yeah, I feel like they're going to be the consolation gift for people who can't afford to gift someone a PlayStation. (laughs) The Switch. And I mean, it's not really a consolation. Like right now, if you buy a Switch, you have a beastly library. Yeah, exactly. Like even if you're like, if you like Nintendo, it's beastly. If you like, I know you guys play, a, there's a couple pretty good uh, JRPGs on out for it now, right? For what? I think. For the Switch? Switch. Yeah. Switch. There's, there's like I feel like everyone tons, is going to have. Good, it's, it's the, for me, it's just the perfect indie machine. And it's like my Nintendo exclusive slash indie, indie machine. That's what my Switch is. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Beautiful. It's a beautiful machine. I feel like, I feel like uh, it's it's a good purchase. So anyone who buys it right now, it, they have months months of games to play. See, Alex, I, I us, feel like. Oh, oh sorry. No, what were you gonna say? <laughs> sorry, Alex. I was just gonna say, give us your completely unbiased opinion on Nintendo. So Nintendo's uh, that's, future. That's perfect. That's just what I was gonna do. I feel like Nintendo either. I feel like their success relies completely on them. I feel like they're in their own world. I feel like the Switch did well because it had good marketing. It was a a unique product, but most importantly, it had a great game lineup of first party games that they staggered through the first couple, the first year or two, really. And I feel like that is going to be the most important factor going forward. They have a user base, people know about Switch, and if they continue to put out good games, this console will hit 100 million units by the end of its life cycle, or easily. But if they, if all they have coming up is Breath of the Wild 2 and one more Mario Kart, then they're in trouble. Like, and the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox will overtake it. Mm-hmm. So it, it really completely depends on Nintendo. I don't think they're really, they are a direct competitor, for sure, as I was saying earlier, but like, 
I, I just don't, I feel like most gamers, most people who are going to buy PS5s at launch already have a Switch. Um, yeah. I feel like Nintendo's success going forward is going to be reaching the more casual people. And it's, it could be things like pushing more things like Ring, Ring Fit Adventure. It could be, you know, like hitting these other unique markets, kind of like uh, Animal Crossing. Wii Fit. What? Animal Crossing even is, is a oh, totally different perfect. thing. Perfect example, Jeremy. It, that created a, like that is blew up. It's crazy popular. So that's damn right. That's what's gonna really push Nintendo's success. It's not even it, what it doesn't matter what Xbox or Sony do. It's it's just Nintendo. And what you said about the cons, like the uh, the console exclusives, like it really is. That is the number one thing that sells consoles. I think is the exclusives. Uh, you see it time and time again. What what you just said about Switch, PlayStation well, Four. Look at it. It's it's uh, outsold Xbox like what two to one, three to one almost. Um, and it's because of the exclusives. We'll just look at Breath of the Wild with the Switch launch. You could go and buy Wii U, which like what thirteen million people had. That's it. Or you could spend close to the same amount and buy a Switch and get like one of the most impressive Zelda games made, one of the most impressive action adventure games ever made. So that I mean, keep you know big launch titles. That's for the Switch too. That'll really decide what what nintendo's future will be in the next the next half i don't even know what you call the generations now. nintendo doesn't really fit into the generation but whatever the mid 2020s are yeah well I, I mean i guess like wii u and switch were technically both part of the last generation exactly yeah so whatever the switch 2 is or whatever that will be will be part of the new one but yeah we're, we're definitely going to get it like halfway through i would say um why do you guys keep calling it the switch 2 and not the switch U? <laughs> because that's definitely what it's going to be called i guess one last thing here who do you, who do you think is going to win this next generation now we don't have to talk about nintendo because we don't know what they're going to do but between xbox and playstation who's going to be the champion and the only way we can really say who the champion is is by units sold playstation playstation 5 or xbox series x playstation PlayStation. So PlayStation in between Final Fantasy VII remakes is going to redo Legend of Dragoon for the PS5. <laughs> it's going to be massive success. You think that's going to happen? That'll lead uh, PlayStation to win the gen because of Legend of Dragoon. Because of Legend of Dragoon, Jeremy. Legend of Dragoon will outsell <laughs> Final Fantasy VII remake all parts combined. No, uh, no, it'll probably outsell part. Uh, Part two. Maybe, maybe part two maybe will be the, two. the 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 lukewarm received uh, episode. Yeah. Part three will be fucking amazing though, and one of the best games of all time. What's up? Well, number one was so. Is that your bold <laughs> prediction, Alex? What that legendary game? Yeah, legendary <laughs> game remake or sequel? Um, I both. I'm gonna say remake. Yeah, that would. That's what I would want. Or a prequel, or a sequel, or all I three. A, I have a feeling, man. They they're gonna start looking at their old IPs. They should, dude. Okay, during speaking of Legend of Dragoon, during the PS5 uh, like uh, announcement uh, or fucking reveal video, when Shuhei yeah. Yoshida came on, he's like, "Now I want to uh, show you a game that's very near and dear to my heart." I was like, "Oh my god, it's gonna be Legend of Dragoon," because <laughs> he was the producer on Legend of Dragoon, and yeah. for a minute there, and the first like screen was like some forest and shit i was like okay this could be fantasy this could be legend of goon but it was demon souls well it was made to to combat the sales of final fantasy 7 right uh 
it was made to be a big budget JRPG or, in the vein of a Final Fantasy. Yeah, I, um, guess, uh, I should say take advantage of the sale of the, yeah. the popularity of that genre. Definitely, definitely, and that was one of yeah. It's it's it was Japan Studio. You know they've made a lot of other good games since then. You know, Dart, Dart was supposed to be in the, uh, what was the PlayStation? All-Stars. All-Stars, yeah. They had the DLC done. They just never released it because no one bought it. And I did. Yeah. <laughs> I bought that Damn game. It. I didn't buy it. Ooh, it's terrible. That was the time. Well, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. It was just fucking... Ugh. Anyways, uh, so we've been talking about the future of generation of fuck (laughs) (laughs) all right well thanks for joining us uh as we've (laughs) fuck you're wearing me inside inside and out just like a fucking meat puppet (laughs) so thanks for thanks for listening to this podcast about the next generation of video game consoles uh it's been a lovely time and I've been joined by three handsome, varying shapes and sized men. <laughs> uh, and those men are Alex Tanner, once again. Hello. Uh, you're supposed to say goodbye, Alex. It's the end goodbye, of, goodbye. The pod- of the podcast. Goodbye, goodbye. And uh, Joseph DeCoste. Mm, see ya. And Stuart Kanan. Toodles. <laughs> <laughs>